Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the very last episode of 2020 of the Southern Spectre Podcast. It's been fun, but 2020, you got to go. We got to go ahead and end this out with a bang. I got a really great story here. It's all based on real events and everything, and I just, I'm just blown away by it. So I hope you guys enjoy that story for uh, today's episode. But before I get into the last minute episode, uh, the last episode of this year, um, for those of you who are still haven't found that perfect gift for someone and you're waiting to the last minute, maybe you're that type of person, you got to get it down to the wire. I have for you here, and I'm going to run through them rather quickly, so I'm not going to go into great detail. But according to Good Housekeeping, I have 38 last minute Christmas gifts that are way better than cash. Alrighty, so let's go ahead and jump on into it. Microwavable slippers. Didn't see that one coming. (laughs) So apparently you just throw these in the microwave, heat your tootsies up, and boom, you're on the way. Uh, A copper Moscow Mule mug. If you don't know what a Moscow Mule uh, mug is, um, they also double as Kentucky Moscow Mule mugs. (laughs) Um a fleece pullover uh that's easy enough uh a sheet mask subscription box so apparently you can go to uh i think this is uh face tory okay i guess you can you can actually order it through amazon so um someone who's into beauty and cleaning their face up all that good stuff if you like to do that cucumber masks and so on and so forth boom there you go subscription box um a master this is nice i actually like this a master class if you haven't heard about master class kind of like youtube but you have to pay for it <laughs> so uh basically it's uh they put teachers and i i call them teachers or instructors they're like supposed to be like the best of the best in what they do so you have like aaron franklin who does texas barbecue and you can actually sign up and do an annual membership and you can you know it says here um Food, music, sports, entertainment, art, and more. That means they can finally learn how to whip up a meal like Gordon Ramsay or serve like Serena Williams if you're into tennis. So there you go. I mean, that's pretty cool. You get to learn lessons from the best. Uh, A leather tassel keychain iPhone charger. Uh, I disagree with that. Punderdome, a card game for pun lovers. Uh, So there you go. Maybe a board game. That'd be great. Sock Fancy. It's another subscription box. There you go. Um, So I guess you don't ever run out of socks. Uh, Escape the Room Stargazer's Manor. Uh, So I guess it's supposed to be like a uh, escape room board game. That's what it appears to be. Um, Self-care subscription box. Here we go. We're back to the subscription box. You know, of course, you get these every month or quarter. However, you you know... um, so there you go another box with all kind of goodies to take care of yourself and indulge and do you boo um there's also an acupressure mat and pillow set so if you want to do acupress self acupressure i guess no that's acupuncture i don't know what's the difference um it says proof that they can still ease their tension at the fraction of the price of a deep tissue massage when they rest on this mat they'll Comfort stiff muscles and minor aches with more than 8,000 acupressure points. There you go. 
a date box subscription. Um, so I guess this is like for couples or whatever. So it says, um, I guess it's different date ideas for couples. That's what it looks like. Another subscription box. Classic cheese of the month club. Um, Clark Griswold would not be happy with that. It's more like the jelly of the month club. No, thank you. We're going to pass on that. Uh, good uh, housekeeping magazine subscription. Aha. <laughs> Very clever. Good housekeeping. Um, a gift card um, to, looks like, watch gang. This is pretty cool, uh, guys, gals, if you like your watches, um, you know, get you a gift card for Watch Gang is what it's called. Oh, this is interesting. I like this. A hundred movie scratch off poster. So you, it's a poster and it looks like you can get it at Amazon. Movie bus will be all over this challenge. When your loved one watches one of these classic titles, he or she can scratch it off to reveal iconic artwork. Pretty cool. A uh, digital gift card. That's the cheap and easy way out. But yes, you can do a digital gift card. And uh, I guess you could just Google that. It says theseal.com. But anyway, uh, oh, okay, I see what this is. This is actually a digital uh, gift card for uh, people who like to garden or uh, take care of plants. Um, Here's something for guys and gals, I guess. Um, An 11-in-1 survival credit card tool. There you go. Something that's easy can go in your wallet, back pocket. Uh, a loose leaf tea variety subscription box. You would really have to be into some tea. And you get, it says you get five new teas every month. Now, we're not talking about, you know, Louisiana ham, but um, this is the type of tea, you know, you know, Earl Grey, uh, green tea, stuff like that. Uh, a clue downtown Abbey edition. Uh, aromatherapy essential oil diffuser there you go that's pretty interesting because i promise you this when people walk in me and my wife's house if they don't take anything else with them they know our house smells good (laughs) Uh, my wife does uh i think she not really the diffusing oils but the uh, wax melts that's a good gift as well wax melts candles stuff like that and we match it to the season and it stays clean all year long it smells good i mean we hey i can't tell you the number of compliments um that we've had on our house that says that hey y'all uh y'all's house smells like a bakery um now this is a subscription box i can actually get behind a coffee subscription to blue bottle um it says you can do it weekly, bi-weekly, or monthly subscription. And it says you get whole bean blends straight to their door. If you know the whole family will need a caffeine fix, choose a three-bag option. So, Burt's Bees Face Essentials Holiday Gift Set. Burt's Bees made from uh, wax and stuff like that. Uh, beeswax, of course. Sorry, hit the mic. Um, Sega Genesis Mini. Huh. This is pretty cool. I didn't know they made these. But apparently, you can uh, go uh, get it from Sega. No, no, Amazon. I apologize. Amazon.com. Take him straight back to his glory days with this retro gaming console. Why does it always got to be a guy playing the games? Girls played them too. Uh, it says it has 40 nostalgia-inducing games. Uh, and it says, but it's also compatible with today's technology. USB adapter and all. Uh, here's something for mom. 
Uh, it says, What I Love About Mom. It's a little book. Uh, you order it from Amazon.com. And uh, it says, This book is full of simple prompts that can be easily tailored. And I've lost my spot because of all the ad work. Okay. Uh, and if you have some time to spare, can be easily tailored to your special bond. And if you have some time to spare before Santa arrives, fill out a complimentary version for Dad. There you go. Let's don't forget Dad this Christmas. Pave mini disc earrings. Um, some kind of earrings we got here. Um, I apologize. Uh, jewelry subscription box. Uh, you can find that at rocksbox.com. An aerial necklace activity set uh, activity set for the kids. Um, so it looks like you got uh, Sebastian and Flounder and Ursula, Ariel, and Eric. There you go. Uh, we also have a gift card to winc.com, which is apparently uh, a wine a wine website i guess but uh there you go you get you a gift card and get you some wine if they're big wine drinkers a mega fossil dig kit another one looks like it's for the kids they can actually dig through an actual piece of uh looks like fossil and dig out actual fossils so there you go if your kid's into that um hot sauce beer infused hot sauce variety pack swag brewery amazon.com 25 bucks can't beat that uh star wars coffee mug may the froth be with you <laughs> see what you did there uh crew club rt rnt rtcrew.com just because they don't give okay so this is like if you got kids um that are uh i guess it says it it says it's for ages six and up but um you know it says that if they have an interest in cars um which apparently stands for Road and Track. It's a Road and Track magazine for kids. So there you go. Number 34 on our list of 38. And I know I'm probably dragging this out, but y'all going to listen to them anyway. Uh, a crossbody bag with tassel. Amazon.com. Less than 20 bucks. Can't beat that. Hair clips because I have no hair. Um, they're 13 bucks. Um, but, you know, those who love their hair clips... Um, it says it's a 20 piece and comes in all different colors we also have the most important gift catalog in the world what the what in the devil am i looking at this no joke heifer.org heifer h-e-i-f-e-r.org it says, "Tis the season of giving, and nothing is more thoughtful than a donation in someone's name." Now you can email gift cards from Heifer International, so your friends and family can browse through their options and choose an impactful gift from stoves. Okay, from stoves for a village to a water buffalo share. Okay, because reason I'm at, I'm looking at it is because this is it's weird. Okay. I'm looking at what appears to be either a small book or actual Christmas card with a goat on it. Okay. So that is a donation. Okay. So it goes to help those in need. And that's pretty cool. I can get behind that. Wonderful wishes bouquet. 1-800-Flowers.com. 50 bucks gets you some uh, Christmas flowers. And it says uh, these actually qualify for same day delivery on Christmas Eve. 
And last but not least, number 38, we have a Shamboard coffee maker. It's $50, and you can find it on Amazon.com. In just four minutes, it's a beautiful French press that brews eight cups of coffee. The copper finish protects the glass beaker, making it extra durable. And that is going to do it for our 2020 last-minute Christmas list. Um, You know, if some of those that they, you know, throw in some socks, you know, do some socks. Get you some socks. I love some socks. I got holes in all mine. Underwear is good for guys. Underwear and socks. There you go. Underwear and socks. Oh, so I'm feeling a little bit winded after all that. But anyway, the show must go on. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really, like I said earlier, I really enjoyed this story. It's it's creepy. It's a good story. It's thorough. There's a lot of detail in there. This is a good mystery, and I hope you guys enjoy it. Now, it's time to pull up a chair, settle in, and cozy up for the Southern Specter Podcast. Enjoy. On Christmas Eve, 1945, Jenny and George Sauter of Fayetteville, West Virginia, along with their nine children, were preparing for the holidays. When bedtime had arrived for the children, five of them asked to stay up a bit later than normal. Maurice, who was 14, Martha, who was 12, Louis, who was 10, Jenny, who was 8, and Betty, who was six, had been the ones begging to stay up just a little while longer. Their mother granted this permission, but they were instructed to tend to the animals on the farm, cut off the lights, close the curtains, and lock up the house before bedtime. George and Jenny headed off to bed with their four other children. So we have a total of ten children in the Sauter family. Four who have gone to bed with mom and dad, five who have requested to remain up a bit longer, and one who is the oldest son who is away fighting in World War II. Sometime in the very early hours of that Christmas morning, the phone in the home began to ring. Jenny, who shared a bed with her husband and their baby on the first floor of the home, got up and answered it. A woman called and asked to speak to someone Jenny didn't know. But Jenny could also hear what sounded like several other people in the background, talking and glasses clinking. Jenny informed the caller that she had called the wrong number. The woman on the other end laughed, rather strange and eerily, and then quickly hung up. Jenny thought on this strange phone call in the middle of the night a moment, and then quickly turned her attention to the fact that all the lights in the home were still on. The curtains were pulled back, and the doors were unlocked. She also discovered that Marion had found her way to the couch and had fallen asleep, so Jenny ran her back to bed, assuming the other children were upstairs. The mother figured that the five children who stayed up past their normal bedtime had forgotten their to-do list as children seemed to do. Jenny locked up shop 
and back to bed she went. Later, sometime around 1.30 that Christmas morning while lying in bed, Jenny swore she heard a noise that sounded like something hitting the roof and rolling down the side of the home. Shortly after, she smelled smoke. Jenny got up and discovered a fire in George's office. This also happened to be where the fuse box and telephone wires were located. Quickly shaking her husband George awake, they ran to wake the children. The hall was quickly filling with smoke and fire. The flames were quickly making their way upstairs toward the children's rooms. They shouted as loud as they could for all the children to make a quick exit out of the house. Before making their way outside, the Sodders tried to call for help from the house phone, but the phone was not working. After making their way into the yard, George sent one of the children to a neighbor's house to phone for help. The parents began performing a head count, ensuring all their children were present and accounted for. However, the five children that had stayed up later the night before were nowhere to be found. Due to the increasing size of the fire, George could not make his way back inside to try and locate his missing children. Thinking he could make an exit for the kids through a second floor window, he ran around the side of the home where he always kept a ladder waiting. The ladder was nowhere to be found. Quickly thinking he could use one of his trucks by pulling it alongside the house and standing on the roof of the cab, he could help the children down to safety. He ran to his first truck and then to the other, only to discover that neither vehicle would start. The trucks had been fully operational and working perfectly the day before. The family watched in horror from the yard as the fire engulfed and ravaged their home as it was all that they could do at this point. The fire completely destroyed the house in less than an hour, leaving very little left but charred wood, rubble, and the basement. Supposedly, because it was the holidays, there were very few firefighters available, and due to the fact that the fire chief could not drive the fire truck, the fire department did not make its way out to the Sauter family farm until 8 a.m., hours after the fire had already put itself out. After an initial investigation by the police, the fire department, and consulting with the coroner, it had been deemed that the five missing children had no doubt perished in the house fire and that the fire itself was the result of faulty wiring. This did not sit well with George and Jenny. They completely disagreed with these so-called findings and demanded a full-scale investigation. They wanted answers. How could faulty wiring be responsible when there were numerous lights working during the fire? Christmas lights even remained illuminated at the beginning of the house fire. This wouldn't have occurred if it was truly faulty wiring. George and Jenny had their doubts. No human remains whatsoever could be found anywhere among the pile of ashes and debris. No skeletons to be found nowhere, not to mention that no one smelled anything remotely similar to burning human flesh during or after the fire. Things weren't adding up. 
George and Jenny began uncovering clues that led them away from the possibility that their children had been burned in that fire. A bus driver came forth saying he had witnessed what he thought looked like fireballs being heaved at the home. Was this what Jenny heard after hitting the roof that morning after that strange phone call? A local woman says she saw the Sodder's five children riding in a strange car during the fire. Then, a waitress at a diner nearly 50 miles west of Fayetteville claims she had served breakfast to the missing five children that Christmas morning, although she could not remember the number of adults that were in their accompaniment. The telephone company had also determined that someone had crawled up a nearby telephone pole and cut the line leading to the Sauter's home. The missing ladder would later be discovered hidden in an embankment near the home. Soon the news was out about the Sauter children. Photographs of the missing children were shown throughout the region in hopes someone somewhere would recognize them. A woman soon claimed to have seen four of the five children with four adults at a hotel she operated in Charleston, South Carolina. The woman says she doesn't remember the exact date she saw the children, but remembers they had come in close to midnight with two men and two women who appeared to be Italian. Attempting to make conversation with the children, one of the men gave her a hostile look turned and spoke in what sounded like Italian, and then the entire group stopped talking to her altogether. George and Jenny Sauter soon began doing their own investigations, armed with the hopes that their children were still alive. Jenny later discovered from the crematorium that it takes a minimum of two hours and a higher temperature than what a house fire could produce to burn skeletons and bones to ash. The solder home took less than an hour to completely burn. Some sort of human remains should have been found somewhere in the pile that used to be their home. Jenny had found kitchen appliances that were still intact when searching through the rubble. How could they be if their children's remains were now ash? Jenny attempted to burn chicken bones in her own oven, trying to incinerate them into ash within 45 minutes, which is approximately the amount of time it took their home to completely burn. All the bones remained as they were. George had tracked a story of another house that had burned completely down and whole, complete skeletons were found in the ashes. George and Jenny once again made their way to the local police, once again demanding further investigation into the fire. The police refused due to the coroner's determination that no evidence of a crime being committed had been found. Constantly looking for new evidence in the ashes and rubble of where the house once stood, George soon found something. A few bones and something that appeared to be some kind of bodily organ. Further investigation determined that the organ was actually the liver of a cow and that the bones George found came from that of a person much older than any of the missing children, not to mention the bones showed no evidence of being exposed to fire.
The Sauter family were determined and wouldn't stop searching for their babies. They would soon construct a billboard not far from where their home once stood. Photos of their five missing children, along with an announcement of a $10,000 reward for their safe return, were featured on the billboard for all passerby to see. George and Jenny truly believed their kids were alive and were the victims of abduction. Time passed, and George and Jenny and their surviving children continued their search. In 1968, 23 years after that horrible night, Jenny received a letter in the mail. With no return address and only a postmark, the letter had been mailed from a city in Kentucky. Inside was a photograph of a young man. On the back was written this, Louis Sauter, I love Brother Frankie. I-L-I-L, boys. A-9-0-1-3-2, or possibly A-9-0-1-3-5. George and Jenny noticed the numerous similarities between the young man in the photo and their son, Louis. They imagined this is what an older version of their son, Louis, would look like today. Local authorities, on the other hand, thought this all to be some sort of cruel hoax. With their hope once again restored, they procured a private investigator to track down where this letter had come from and to find the young man in the photo and who sent it and why. Unfortunately, the P.I. they had hired had collected his payment up front, left Fayetteville, West Virginia, and was never heard from or seen again. This would be the last piece of evidence collected. George passed the following year, and Jenny would follow 23 years later. Neither of them ever gave up hope or believed they lost their babies in that fire. Now here are a list of other strange occurrences concerning this case. Two months before the fire in October 1945, a traveling life insurance salesman tried to sell George Sauter a policy. When Sauter declined, the salesman told him his house would go, quote, up in smoke and your children are going to be destroyed, end quote. Rather than the loss of business, the salesman told Sauter the cause of this tragedy would be, quote, the dirty remarks you have been making about Mussolini, end quote. You see, George and Jenny Sauter were Italian immigrants who came to the U.S. as children separately with their parents. George began a trucking company in West Virginia, and the two were well-known and respected. George, however, had very strong political views about Mussolini, which he expressed openly, and some people did not take too kindly to this. Another strange occurrence. Someone in town had been trying to find work George Sauter could pay him to do and told George that he could fix his fuse boxes, warning him that they needed to be fixed or they would catch fire. George opted not to hire him as he had recently had the house rewired and cleared by the electric company. Another strange occurrence. The month of the fire, December 1945. Some of the Sauter children noticed two people in a car that would watch them on their way home from school. Also, 
The family, along with some other town residents, believed the Sicilian Mafia may have taken the children and started the fire in an attempt to extort money from the Sodders, though no one had ever reached out to them to ask for money. So, in closing, how did the abductors, if there were abductors, get five children out of the house, especially with the oldest daughter who had fallen asleep on the sofa in the living room and the parents were asleep in a bedroom not far away? Surely at least one of the children would have made some noise had a stranger or even someone known to the family come into the house and taken them away. One scenario possible is that, you see, one of the chores the two boys were told to do was to attend to the family's handful of farm animals. It is possible that all five of the children left the house to perform this chore. Three girls went along to watch and were taken once they were outside and away from the house. This is a strange, creepy, and eerie eerie story altogether. So, hold your babies tight tonight. Love them. Keep them close. Keep them protected. Even back then, it's a crazy world we live in. I wish each and every one of you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I'll see you in 2021.